Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 103. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. Hope it's a fantastic day for you. Today, I'd like to take a quick moment to mention one of our sponsors. We are so happy to be sponsored by Trigger Memory Company. This month, they have this fabulous, fabulous program called Times Tales, which allows your children to learn the upper times tables in a snap, as they say. This is a product that was put together by Jenny Von Eggers and Marilee Flanagan and um, is a really cool program that comes on DVD with fun, fun um, stories. It includes, when you order it, it includes a teaching DVD and a CD-ROM with printable test quizzes and a game. Includes... um, Printable CDs for tests, crosswords, puzzles, other reinforcements, and helps kids memorize their times tales in as quickly as one hour. No flashcards. It can be watched on computer or television. It's got a mnemonic-based system, teach, which teaches fun stories for kids to learn their times tales. If you'd like to learn more about this, please check them out at losethecape.com forward slash times tales, T-I-M-E-S. T-A-L-E-S. Hope you all have had a wonderful July. Cannot believe it's already July 31st and we are moving right into August and back to school for most of us. Yay! Or maybe sad. I don't know. My youngest starts kindergarten this year, so a little bit of sadness. A little bit. Anyway, it's Monday. We are happy to share with you Kristen Downs today, who is just amazing. Um, she really likes to celebrate women and um, and help us remember how powerful each of us actually are. This is a really fun interview, and I know you'll get a lot from it. Hey, boss ladies. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, and I'm the founder of Cat Biggie Press and Write, Publish, Sell. I help women fulfill their book writing dreams through author coaching and publishing support. You can find out more at writepublishsell.co. Hey, y'all. I'm Aubrey Mathis, owner and founder of Today May Suck, a comfort gift company providing gifts for your peeps going through the suckiest of times. You can find me at www.todaymaysuck.com or join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Today May Suck Comfort Corner. Have a happy day. Together, we bring you real talk from life-experienced women, celebrating, empowering, and encouraging the woman behind the kids, the marriage, and the business. We know that you don't have to be super mom to be a super mom, so join us and lose the cape. Welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape podcast, where we interview busy modern moms, talk about pretty much whatever the heck we want to. We interview other fascinating women who are either changing the world or doing other things that are of interest to our mom audience. And we love to just hear about their lives, find out what we can find to use from them to make our lives better and laugh a lot. Right, Aubrey? A lot. A lot. (laughs) Today we have Kristen Downs, who is the founder of The Notable Woman, a blog, podcast, and soon to be a TV show. What? Focused on sharing the inspiring stories of visionary women making impacts in their work, community, and world. So she is right on target with with what we want to be doing. She's an ENFJ theater junkie and total bookworm. She's a mama to a tiny, tiny toddler who just turned two this week. 
um, wife to a hottie actor. I haven't seen him yet, but I've seen a couple pictures and I would agree he's, he's, <laughs> he's easy on the eyes and lives with her pet menagerie in our tiny New York City apartment. You can find her on her website, podcast, or Facebook group where she presents weekly expert speakers, all focused on women empowerment. And you know what? I just saw Wonder Woman the other night, like two nights ago. I'm so amped up by that movie. I, I want to start jumping off of buildings to see if I can <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's not start there. <laughs> Just to see if I can fly across and land like she did. But then I was like, okay, you'd break every bone in your body, so let's not do that. <laughs> How about I send you a rope and you can practice your lasso skills? <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome, Kristen. We're so happy to have you. Yes, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. It's always fun to interview somebody that I have actually met in real life. And we had the chance to catch up when I was in New York City a few weeks ago. And um, may I just say, you are quite a pleasant person to spend time with. We, we had an excellent time, excellent time. And some sangria might have been had. Um, a very expensive pitcher of sangria. Oh, was that when you bought $65 for a pitcher yeah. of sangria? I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> it, was, it was a little stressful. I would concur that yeah. uh, I have not had a $65 pitcher of sangria yet. That was my first time. Uh, that cherry has been popped. And I think uh, <laughs> I don't need that to happen again. <laughs> oh, and it was so crazy because, you know, you're in New York City. So I figure it's probably not going to be 10 bucks for a burger and fries, you know. But when I got my bill, when the bill came back to us and it was uh -huh. like $130 and the three of us had exactly the same thing a burger and fries. No, we didn't even order the fries. We just had the burger <laughs> and a pitcher of sangria. And I was like, what the freaking frock? Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So yeah, yes. it's crazy. No, that sangria better be like poured in my mouth with like a Latino God, like just for $65. Yeah, that would have been an experience, but that was not our experience. <laughs> you were at the wrong place. I think it happened somewhere, but you were at the wrong place. <laughs> exactly. But it was a fun night and I, um, I enjoyed getting to know you better. But for those who don't know you, let's hear more about you. Fill in the blanks. Um, the Notable Woman, how did that start? Well, the notable woman started because I had wanted to do something online, but couldn't really figure out what I wanted to do. And so a lovely woman named Christy Brown told me to do a brain dump and just write down things that you love and things that you're good at and things that people always ask your help with. And I was working on that and I kept coming back to, I really love women and I'm always shining a light on them or focusing on them, uh, helping them out. I've done tons and tons of fundraisers for folks whose families have been sick or they have a child sick with cancer, um, you know, lost their house due to some natural disaster. I always do sort of those kind of projects and get people really excited and get lots of money donated. I did this great Hurricane Sandy fundraiser where we got lots and lots of donations for folks that had been affected. So just kind of shine a light on something and then it blows up. And sometimes I get in trouble because of how much it blows up. So I thought about all of those things and I thought that I'm super passionate about women. I'm super passionate about the things that I know that people are doing that are awesome. And then I want to talk about them. And I thought I would like doing a podcast, although I wasn't 100% sure because I'm a little goofy as a human <laughs> and I didn't know how it was going to work out. 
And so I, I just started, I just asked women who I thought were really fascinating if they wanted to come and, and have a conversation with me. And I learned how to do all of the editing and all of the you know, setting up the actual RSS feed and everything just through tutorials. And it's certainly, I think, harder than a lot of things you could do online, mm -hmm. but it all worked out. It was awesome. And then once I had a bunch of my friends listen to my episodes, they said, you know, I wasn't expecting to enjoy you <laughs> as a podcast host. Which, you know, Those sound like wonderful friends. Yeah. I think I have some friends like that. Yeah, but I always appreciate people's honesty. And, and they said, we weren't, you know, we had no idea. And now everyone tells me what a great voice I have and that people have girl crushes on me. And that, oh, you know, nice. helps my, my ego. So I appreciate that. And so that's how, how it all started. And so... I love, 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 love talking to people. I love hearing about the awesome things that people are doing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people ask me, oh, who should, who should come on your show? What's your qualifications or application or whatever? And I always say, I believe every woman is notable. Everyone Aww. has something interesting that they can talk about. And half the time people I ask, hey, you want to be on my show? I'd love to talk about da-da-da. And they say, I'm not a notable woman. You should talk mm -hmm. to so-and-so. And so that's my big campaign right now is that every woman is notable. Everyone has something interesting that they're doing that they can talk about that they're passionate about. And I so love it. someone I tells love me it. they can't talk to me. I will find it. I will <laughs> find what we can talk about. Well, we may have just found another yin, Aubrey. Aubrey yes. and I joke about how we are the yin to each other's yins. We're not the yin and yang. Yeah, we don't, no, we don't balance just, each other because just, we are. We just yin, are yin. each other. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you sound like another yin. We have a, we have a triumvirate of yin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, that's, that's cool. And that's kind of the same journey that we've had too, that we just really enjoy sharing people's stories. It's fun. It's cool. It's great to... It's great to learn from them and it's great to, um, to bring other people into those areas as well. So I'm sorry, I have a really bad tendency of just talking. So Aubrey, please jump in at any time. Oh, I will. <laughs> I guess, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I still have like a ton of t-ball dirt in my throat. So you're, you're great. Okay. <laughs> two two well, nights in a row of t-ball and the wind was blowing so bad last night that, yeah, I kind of. I was going to say something, it just wasn't coming out, but Kristen, like we, Alex and I are starting a Live Bravely series, and I think you just, I mean, you just like hit the nail on the head with every woman is notable. I mean, we are, we have these brave lives, and we don't credit ourselves enough. I mean, I, I'm the same way. Oh, I don't really have anything to talk about. And I talk a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and you do, you do, absolutely. Everything that you're doing with this podcast is amazing. You're just talking about your trade show, which is awesome. And I've had you know, drinks with Alexis, so I know how awesome <laughs> she is after, you know, half a pitcher of sangria. Um, uh, but I think that women are, are almost trained to think that they're uninteresting and that, uh, that whatever they have to offer is not of value. Mm -hmm. So... I spend a ridiculous amount of time knocking that thought out of people's heads. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, tell us about the TV show. Cause that's pretty cool. Well, so obviously I've uh, girl crushes with the voice thing. So that's exciting. 
but we need to break those because clearly I'm a goober and I like, uh, I like speaking off the cuff and I have a, what I like to think is winning sense of humor. And <laughs> yes, so, I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, everybody likes my lives always, even though I think they start thinking, you know, there's a certain <laughs> expectation and like, you have to have a pretty background and look like a normal human. And, uh, <laughs> and how, I, how, how does that, who, what's a normal What's a normal human? I'd love to know. Well, I, I think I, I, I can't really be sure because I'm not one, <laughs> but I think that I t- typically just be, uh, break all sort of boundaries about what expectations are with uh, what you say and what you speak and how you feel uh-huh. and get, um, you know, agitated about things like <laughs> women not saying they're uh, saying that they're not notable. And I wanted to have an opportunity to both continue the conversations and also that uh there are a lot of women who are more comfortable on camera than they are on audio mm-hmm. and that they would rather do a video interview so i wanted to sort of keep that component i also think that facebook live is really interesting in that people can drop in and 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 see something as opposed to podcasting where it people are very specifically listening to you right as opposed to catching something live or watching something on a replay. And so the the Notable Woman Live is gonna be a, a component. It's gonna basically be, be like the Daily Show. So, awesome. so I'm Trevor Noah, uh, hopefully to become Jon Stewart. And then I'll be doing an interview portion with a different woman who's doing something awesome every week. And then I think the, the reason I like the idea of the TV show is because the the podcast and the the blog interviews that I do give me a chance to talk to women who are doing awesome things. But I also would like to bring a component to it where we're talking about women's issues. And I feel like me being able to do a sort of a monologue each week about what's going on right now with, uh, you know, uh, Senator Warren getting shut down or Senator Harris getting shut down on the Senate floor. And so have, haven't all women been in some situation where you're talking and someone tells you to be quiet or your opinion doesn't matter. And then to see that happen to a woman who's in one of the highest positions in our country. Like, wow, how does that I, I totally feel? missed that, which I think is why it's also important that you're doing things like this. Cause I know that a lot of women who get busy in there, like I, I just had to stop following politics. My blood pressure was so high. I had to stop following, but I'm a very politically inclined person. So it makes me sad to not know that these types of things are happening. So, you know, to have another outlet where someone is saying, hey, look, and tell us what happened because I love Elizabeth Warren and I'm upset now. <laughs> well, she, she got shut down by uh, Mitch O'Connell on mm. the house floor when she was speaking and, uh, he he then said afterwards in a quote that you know he was trying to get her to stop speaking nevertheless she persisted (gasps) what he said so that has become a feminist battle cry you know the idea of nevertheless she persisted that will be Uh, our quote for your show nevertheless (laughs) she persisted you know and 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 this goes so far beyond politics and i wish all women would say you know, I don't care which side of the party you're on. That is not cool. And she is a, she is a, a prominent figure and should be treated just like any other man would be up there, regardless of your views. And that's, uh, that's just uncalled for. 
Exactly. And then in the past two weeks, uh, Senator Harris has been shut down twice, both times by John McCain in hearings where she was asking pointed questions and pursuing answers that she didn't feel like she was getting and was told to stop. And you don't see that happening to male senators. And I think that gender is, is interesting in ways that people don't quite understand that it's not okay to think that a when a woman speaks in a heated way that she's yelling at you right. or she's angry. No, she's just passionate. And why can you understand that? in a man but not a woman and why when a male politician cries when something sad happens is he deeply connected to his emotions but when a woman does it she's hysterical and she right. doesn't know what's happening and i think that all that stuff really gets my goat and i've been told so many times in my life that i'm not capable of something or i am a certain way when it, that's not true and i don't like that it's just so prominent and it and i think that when you think about the fact of, of how far we've come, but how far we still have to go. And so you can, you can celebrate how exciting it is to have Wonder Woman, you know, a female superhero, just crushing it. And how awesome is that for all of our tiny humans that, that they get to see that. But then at the exact same time, we see the senator getting shut yeah. down. Yeah. And so I think that it's in interesting to look at both. Both things are important because women are valuable. And when we value them in society, society just gets better and better and better. And there's so many studies about how when you educate a woman, when you show women in powerful positions, that that helps all of society. Absolutely. Well, I think the whole time you were, oh, sorry, talking. Um, I play this, um, like mom guilt, I have two daughters. And a lot of the times I will tell them to be quiet while we're talking. And I'm like, you know, I, I battle that. Like where's where you teach respect for your young daughter, but then I want them to also be able to stand up to me, speak yeah. up to me. Cause they do, it, it is their feelings. And at the time I'm so hush up, I'm the mom, authoritative figure. But then in the meantime, I'm like, oh, but I really want them to express their feelings, mm -hmm. you know, and then they, it's like that. I battle that as a mom of girls. Like I want to teach them empowerment, but then on the same hand, I have to walk that fine line of, you know, you, you can't speak out a turn. I mean, so like the whole time you're talking about that, um, Senator, I'm just like, Oh, here's that battle of women's issues. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it comes into play with your with your or our sons too because I have a son and I w want him to just be the little human that he is. And you know, my husband and I have opposite gender roles in that he stays at home with our son and I work full time and then we both do our our side hustles hopefully one day, you know, vain hustles. But I love the fact that when my son is walking around with a bowl and a spoon, stirring up, you know, whatever trouble he's stirring up. <laughs> that is him pretending to be my husband. I don't Aww. stir things in bowls. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> 
And when he picks up my phone and starts yelling into it, that's <laughs> me doing that's voice him. memos, you know, like that's him pretending to be me. And so I love that. But I do see that there are things that he does that are encouraged because he is a boy. You know, he is wild and he is crazy and he does whatever he wants, like physically, very, very physical. And I think that we reward that, my husband and I, in, in ways that we don't necessarily mean to. And I think you know, the same happens with girls, that they're rewarded when they sit down and read. You know, and, yeah. and I see it a lot on an adult level. So I have female staff members and I have a couple of males. And I always have to yell at my female staff, and I, I don't yell, obviously, but say, you know, you need to stop answering the phone when it's not your day to answer the phone. And, and they just can't, they have, they have to be helpful. They feel terrible when they're not helpful, even if they don't want to be helpful. Even if being helpful makes them mad, they'll still do it anyway, because their lives have taught them that being helpful is the best possible thing that yeah. they can be. Yeah. Uh, so all this stuff just gets me really going. But I think the more that we examine it, so when I talk to my staff members about, okay, so you can't stop answering the phone because you feel like that is what you're supposed to do. So can I take you out of the situation? If it's not on your phone day, can you go sit somewhere else? So, or unplug your phone. I don't care. But if you can't stop this habit that you have of feeling this need and it's impeding your other work, how can I take you out of the situation? And how can you also recognize that I'm resentful of doing this thing right now, but I'm doing it because I feel like I have this need to be liked. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That, that's so interesting. We, we do just like in general, um, the way that we talk to and raise our daughters and, and, and sons, like you just said, things that we reward them for and don't reward them for is so impact how they're going to wind up being later when it comes to trying to please people and do what they think is right for them to do. And um, it's kind of funny because I was raised by a very, very go-getter mom. She was, a, she was, you know, if, if it, she never, I'm sure never burned her bra, but um, probably thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because she just was like, I don't care that I came from a small farm in Iowa. I am going to accomplish my goals and dreams. And she's now like the chief of research at, um, at one, at our local VA hospital. So she's made herself way, you know, gone places. Anyway, all that to say at the same time, while she gave me the belief that when it comes to being an aggressive and, and, and aggressive, I really hate that word because it's got such negative connotations, but someone, a female who's willing to go for what they want. Um, I also feel like I was raised with very low self-esteem about it. Like, I know I can go for it, but I'm supposed to be meek about it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of, I don't know. I really struggle with stuff like that with, um, you know, a man who's doing well has no problems. I look at the, I work with a lot of authors and have a lot of writer friends. I look at the kind of Facebook posts that a guy will post about their stuff as opposed to what a woman will post. And the guys are like, I'm done with my book. Go buy it now. You know? And they're like, whereas I'm like, 
well, I wrote this book and it really helps if you people. Would, and if you would like if it. You, if you would like it or if you know someone who would like it, would you please yeah. consider maybe following my Facebook page? And if you like what I post, yeah. maybe then you'll buy my book one day. And it's like, uh-huh. what on earth? Where does that come from? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a perfect way to describe it. And that men can clearly say, I have this awesome thing. I did this awesome thing. I'm going to tell you about it. And if a woman did the same thing, she'd be considered boastful or bragging. I was talking to some woman in some challenge that I was doing and she said she was about to launch her radio show. And I said, oh, that's so awesome. That's so great. Tell me all about it. She said, well, I don't want to brag. What? (laughs) First of all, I asked you about it. Right. Stop bragging. And two, how are people going to hear about it if you don't talk about it? And I just thought that was so fascinating. And I think I went and did a Facebook Live tangent about that whole conversation because I just thought, what, what have we done that people think that bragging is telling people about this cool thing that you're doing? What has happened? And I think this comes back to, interestingly enough, Alexa, I think you posted this. Did you post that French comic that was uh, about the mental load? Yes. Uh That was a good one. It's so good. And I think you totally should put it in the show notes because I think that moms everywhere are going to just have their, their minds blown. But there's this wonderful French comic that's been translated for those who... Uh, or didn't do so good in high school French class. <laughs> and it's all about the fact that women do most of the mental managing of their lives, their children's lives, their household, and their husband's lives. And basically their husband just have to kind of show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe at work they do more mental load managing, but when it comes to the house, they really don't. And I was having this conversation with a friend where she was saying that, her husband basically is a, a lump on a log, is what she said. And, and she said she felt bad for saying that. And I said, but if he is, he is. And if he's not helping with your household, that is a problem. But I think it's so, it's so deep entrenched in the culture. I had an instructor telling me the other day at work that, he didn't know what he was doing for the holiday weekend. He just went wherever his wife told him to go. And he sort of la- laughed about it. And I thought that poor woman's probably been planning every holiday for that forever. <laughs> and you just She's expect her to tired. do it. Yep. Yes. So much work. And it, it is crazy how like how tired you get of making just the simplest decisions. And that's like when um, when I was married and we would decide if we were going to go out to dinner as a family or something. And my then husband would be like, well, where do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't want to make that decision. I don't care. Just take me someplace and have someone put food in front of me. <laughs> you know, because- I hate that fight. Where do you want to go? Uh-huh. I don't care. I don't care drive but then it always turns into okay let's go to burger king and i'm like no i know not burger king you put on your put on your thinking cap sir and imagine what you think i what might enjoy burger king ain't it (laughs) no or mcdonald's that's right but i'm i'm actually looking at um a page on Kristen's 
I guess it's your notable woman podcast page. And, um, it talks about the reason confident people don't piss off people is because they're not faking it. I read that all ago and I'm like, Oh, I love that. I mean, I love that because they truly believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. I have a very confident husband and he never pisses anybody off. I mean, kind of, but if I get irate and mad, it's like, Ooh, because I don't truly have that confidence that he has and knowing his decision and believing in it. I'm mm -hmm. like, Oh man, I get that. I love that. Well, you know, it's a, uh, Oh, go ahead, Kristen. No, no. I was, I was going to say that I think it's fascinating. I did uh, a lot of research on this to prep for a, a talk that I gave on why every woman is notable and the, the research behind this. And a lot of it does come down to confidence. And then a lot of that comes back down to gender, mm -hmm. which is, and I, I'm endlessly amazed, especially in New York City. So I am super nice all the time. And my husband is a little bit of a, 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 a I don't know if we could say this word, a dick. Can I say that? <laughs> sure, uh, why not? <laughs> so when we moved to New York City, one of the very first things we did just to, we were freelancing. And so we picked up this job at a cafe and we were both covering it. And I was my normal self, as nice as nice can be. My husband was his normal self, which is a dick. And I got horrible tips, horrible tips. And he got amazing tips all the time. And I always <laughs> thought it was fascinating that New Yorkers really, they, they don't care if you're nice. You know, they care if you were straight up with them. Yeah. And so, and, and they showed that response through their tips. And yeah. uh, I didn't get any. <laughs> they respond to aggressiveness. You know, it's kind of funny as, um, as we've been talking through this whole conversation, I was thinking back on an incident. Um, I used to be in the Air Force and um, I had the honor and it truly was an honor of we were, we were bringing on a new capability where I was stationed in Germany. And to bring on that capability, we had to convince a lot of people in the higher echelons that it was the right thing to do and the right way to budget that kind of money and all that kind of stuff. And I had the honor of briefing our wing commander, who's a full star colonel, which, you know, it's, it's a big deal as a little captain to have the opportunity to provide a briefing and information to somebody of that level. And then later I got to brief actually the four star general in charge of all of the European command who reports directly to the United States. So that was kind of awesome, but I'm not bragging. I, because oh, no. I was awesome. That was not just kind of awesome. That's like, <laughs> I'm sitting amazing. here listening to this story. Like, uh, yeah, that I'm not that yin. Was, that's not, <laughs> well, that was me in a different lifetime sister. Oh, You're man. my yin now. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay. But I mean, it was such a, um, it was such an incredible, both of those experiences were, were such incredible moments for me because I realized that my people had faith in me. If they were going to let me talk to people at that level, they had faith in me. But, but what disturbed me was when I start, before I started the briefing and we were introducing, everybody was getting, a, you know, introducing each other and stuff. The wing commander says to me, I heard you're the bulldog of the group. And at the time I was very pleased with that. I thought that's pretty cool. They think I'm aggressive and stuff like that. But then I realized later on as life has gone, I'm not so sure it was a compliment. I feel like instead of them seeing my passion and my aggressiveness as something that 
was a good thing. And I could be reading way too far into this now, but you know, I almost wondered if it was more of like the, the, the dog that's yipping at your heels that you just want to kick, but they don't stop. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, when people like you, you see that cartoon image or the cartoon show of someone trying to get that dog that's on their heel, you know, I don't kick dogs. Oh my gosh, please don't send the PETA people on us. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like that annoying little, like, The, the well, I think that's like a little not. chihuahua, not a bulldog. I would okay, think. so maybe bulldog was. Yeah. But but I feel like when you call a woman a bulldog, it has a much different feel to it than when you call a man a bulldog. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading into that. I'd love well, to. Well, I don't like to be referred to any sort of animal. Like I cannot stand <laughs> going they into. Said, I hear you're the bitch of the group. Yeah, <laughs> the that's dog true. kind. I mean, I mean yes. <laughs> um, you know, I walked into a gas station, and why is it when you walk in? the worst guy in there is going to hit on you. I'm like, can I have a hot guy hit on me? I mean, why? He's like, hey, dear, how are you? Not a deer. Do you see horns on my head? No. And when I have this bitch look on my face, that means don't talk to me. But why he feels empowered to be able to step up to my level. Yeah. Yes. But then I'm the bitch for looking down on him. You know. Crazy. It's crazy. That all gets into so many more. I know, we could so <laughs> go on. This could be a really long interview, ladies. No, it's just, but I don't know. I think the important part is going back to what we very first started about this, is that it's so important for the sake of other women, especially who are trying to, to embrace themselves as notable figures, as notable women, as important people, that that we do share the stories and that they hear that it's other normal people that we find to be notable. And I can't stand it when I hear a mom say, I'm just a stay at home mom. Yeah. It's just because holy crap, first of all, everything that goes into that. And second of all, nobody's just a stay at home mom. There's always all that other mental load going on all the time. And, you know, some of the most important influencers I think in our world are the stay-at-home moms. Um, Not to put down working moms, clearly, since we are all three working moms, (laughs) but you know, it it just, it's just another example of how we belittle ourselves as females, how society belittles our roles as females. And now in other cultures, that's like the most important thing you can do is, and that's what they encourage you to do. That's why you get a year off of work paid. Mm That's why, you know, all these other things. Anyway, I could rant a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that I think the, the comment that I'll add to that is that it's important to recognize that what everyone is doing is awesome. Because yes. what gets my goat again, I can't believe I used that expression twice in this episode, but <laughs> is when the working moms diss the stay-at-home moms or the stay-at-home yes. moms diss the working moms. Yes. Like, no, 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 no. We have enough dissing of each other from all sorts of external sources. Women have to support each other no matter what decision they make. And so that is super, super important. Jen's early. Hey, Jen. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing another interview. Can you hear us? <laughs> I can't hear her. See her. I don't know if she's, if she's logged in yet. Her glasses are awesome. Her glasses are awesome. She looks panicked, though. I don't know if she can hear us. <laughs> we'll just keep talking. 
So yeah, no, what did you just say? Because that was a good point. <laughs> Community over competition. <laughs> yes. yes. So much so. And you know, in in reality, like it so takes a village raising all these little munchkins that I I don't know where I would have been over the last few years if I didn't have as a working from home mom, if I didn't have my stay-at-home mom friends that helped me out when I needed kids picked up in an emergency situation or things like that. I mean, Jen, can you hear us? Hold on, let me send her a message. Okay. We didn't have time to put makeup on. That's all right. Well, can you hear us? Yes, I can yes. now. I was afraid that you were like doing something else, and I'm like, oh, we I'm are. Really we're <laughs> we're we're still wrapping up our 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 previous interview. Can um can we hop back on like right at twelve? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just following your instructions. It said get on early and make sure you know how to do it. Which Whoops. I well, you figured. It out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, I'll see you later. Okay. <laughs> Bye. I did the same thing yesterday. I totally interrupted somebody else's interview. Oh. oh my gosh. And But I was making my bed and my, the audio hadn't oh. popped up yet. So there I am. They're looking at a video of my butt as I'm making the bed. And they're trying to, I couldn't hear anything. They're trying to tell me, Alexa, you're in the room and we're in here. Yes. Anyway. You were just making your bed. Well, I don't usually turn on a Zoom link if I'm doing <laughs> anything too interesting. <laughs> That was our special oh, cameo gosh. appearance by Jen Mance. <laughs> Yay. No, oh my goodness. So yeah. Um, well, okay. So we have been we have been going on and on, and this obviously went in a totally different direction than I thought it was going to go today, but good topic. Good talk. Um, I can't wait for us to be on your podcast. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And so, I love, love, love everything that you're doing and I can't wait to uh, hear a little bit more about how this uh, how this party started and what uh, what's no. next <laughs> I know I feel like there's a good story there so I'm definitely going to needle on that I get to <laughs> over on the notable woman it is a good story and the story is only going to get better when we actually get to meet in person and get to do yes. some I mom so hard-esque videos because I think me and Aubrey and a <laughs> bottle of wine on TV, not a sixty-five dollar bottle. No, heck, no. We're going with the Aldi five-dollar bottle of wine. You know. There we go. <laughs> but anyway, um, before we let you go, please let everybody know where to find you and how to be part of your community. Well, I would love uh, if anybody is interested in talking about these sort of issues, and particularly if you feel like you know that you can own your own power more than you are, I would invite you to go to superpowerful.me and that will take you to my Facebook group, which is called Super You, All Powered Up. And we focus on all sorts of issues related to women and we talk about how we can own our own power. So that's my free Facebook group. And then you can always check out the podcast if you go to the notablewoman.com. Awesome. Well, it's been a total pleasure talking to you today, getting to know you even better when I'm sober and I'm actually paying attention to everything. <laughs> <laughs> We're not drinking a $65 pitcher of margarita. We went for round two though, didn't we? Not another pitcher, but I think we had. Oh. We, we did have additional glasses on top of our pitcher. 
And Kristen is so sweet that she walked me to my train, like not just to the train station, but to my train in the train center at Penn, where was I, Penn Station, Yep. and assisted me on the train because <laughs> I needed some assistance. And <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you got there. That was all. It was awesome. Thank you. And have a great day. Thank you, ladies. You too.